Hi guys, welcome back to It's All Light. I'm your host, Natalie Baugh, and today is a chat with Nat episode, and there's like a lot in my mind. I took a poll on Instagram, and the biggest one that you guys want to hear about is goals and planning and failure. But before I dive into that, I want to do a little pop culture news thing that's been like out there and just like crazy. And that's the news story about Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrandt. So there's tons of news articles, tons of TikToks about this. But the craziest thing is I was a part of connections that Jody Hildebrandt, like her coaching thing. Like I, Jody was recommended to me as a therapist after a relationship I got out of and I like had one-on-one sessions with her for a few months I think like it was a lot and I I didn't love her like there was sometimes a weird vibe sometimes it was helpful principles but like overall it wasn't my favorite then there was like the six-week class that Jody didn't teach but these other life coaches taught and I would go to that and with some other BYU friends and those are always like pretty enlightening good principles and anyways but yeah like maybe two years ago, those coaches that we worked with, they ended up like separating themselves from Jody and connections. Just, they'd never told us why, just like wacky reasons, disagreements on things. Anyway, so those coaches kind of just went off and lived their lives and we would occasionally get together and talk about life and stuff. But yeah, so stopped that around, it was like 2020, 2021. Anyways, so yeah, fast forward, my sister calls me and she's like, Jody Hildebrandt was arrested. And I'm like, no way. Like there were weird vibes from that lady, like just so many interesting, weird things. So Ruby Frank, Frankie was Jody Hildebrandt's partner, I think in the last two years um, after these other coaches left Jody at her connections group. Anyway, so Ruby Frankie was eight passengers. Um, That was her like YouTube fame name they they were influencers they had quite a big following on youtube and like moms of truth on instagram and they were all about just like teaching these principles of and i'm doing quotes truth and a big word she would use in my therapy and in different things was distortion and you're in distortion when you're thinking like this and and like underneath it all yeah there are some good principles like I think maybe some of it could be compared to leadership and self-deception, like being in a box and how you per- perceive people when you're in a box. Um, that's a, dis- a discussion topic for another time. But yeah, these ladies would just kind of get kind of extreme in these principles. And so they were arrested for child abuse and um, what was the um, harassment. And so Ruby Frankie seems a little more extreme but I think Jody Hildebrandt was extreme in her own ways. And then they, they partnered together, obviously. Um, so um, I lost my train of thought for two seconds. But so Ruby Frankie has six kids and she would post videos. And there's like a document, if you're curious, I can send it to you, of people putting in evidences and like the reasons why it could be used against them in court. And I was going through that because I was like, if I have any of my videos from therapy that were like a little wacky, I could maybe send them in. Um, but there's like just so many TikToks, Ruby Frankie of saying like, if my daughter who's like seven forgets her lunch, then she'll starve. Like it's her responsibility, you know, like so many wacky ideas and like, yeah, so they, they found them and arrested them because one of the sons of Ruby Frankie ran to the, like escaped and ran to his neighbors and was malnourished, had duct tape and like wounds on his wrists and legs. And they took him to the hospital 
And then on TikTok, I was watching a video and they went to the house where the boy came from and found the little girl who had basically been brainwashed and like didn't really want to go to the police, but she was malnourished and had duct tape and on her legs and hands or I mean, that's me telling the story loosely. There's a lot of details, but they were taken to the hospital and they were arrested. So one of the latest articles that just came out was just the, the felony charges on them. Hildebrandt's also facing six counts of aggravated child abuse. Each count carries a maximum penalty of 15 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Crazy stuff. Anyway, so Frankie's husband, too, was like out of the picture and her older oldest kids like like have been saying stuff on social media. If you just go on TikTok or Instagram and like search the hashtag, there's so much that like people are diving into. But I just find it also crazy that like I had coaching calls with Jody and I didn't really know about Ruby Frankie at all, but like watching the videos and TikToks of her, like she's so crazy. And it's just, I think when people get like this, it's just like a matter of they just start believing the extreme and believing in a sense, these lies or these things they want to be true. And then they just start living them as like, that is the only way the truth is. And it's like, they're believing a lie in a sense. Anyways, hopefully those families are okay. And like Jody too, like there was always sketchy stuff with her too. And like, there's like so many stories about her ruining relationships and just like, she might've been married and divorced multiple times. Like she would never talk about her family or kids and yeah, it's sometimes hard just, I don't know, thinking about like those things that I like learned back then. And like, I don't know, I'm just grateful we, every person has like their own way to discern between information they take, especially in a miss, like so much misinformation world. Like we really do have to be just careful about like what we, what we take in to be part of who we are and what we believe even with controversy with sound of freedom stuff or even the barbie movie like there's so much information on both sides and like yeah you can look at both sides and and from there determine what rings true to you which i think jody would even like talk about that like this was so many years ago and i i think i blocked a lot of that out because i feel like it didn't help me move on from this boy i was trying to get over you know, and I don't know, who knows what other <laughs> emotional damage is there, but luckily I have a great therapist now and it's, I, if needs be, I can look back in the past and, and work through some things. But anyways, I just wanted to, there's already six minutes of <laughs> pop culture moment. Look up Jody Hild Hildebrandt and Ruby Frankie if you want to just like dig into funny, like not funny stories, but like if you're into diving into new stories and following along, it's it's a very interesting one to follow along with. And I just, it's crazy to have a connection to it. Anyway, so today, goals, goals, goals. Um, I feel like this is like obviously the taboo of January and a new year. So it's kind of fun to be talking about it in September. But it also is like perfect because there's all these quotes and memes about, you know, fall is a new season, new beginnings, time to let things go. You know, leaves are falling, like it, it is so refreshing. There's crisp air. It's getting cooler. There's like so much that can be can be exciting with fall and evaluating goals, even though it's like toward the end of the year, but you can start like there's still so much you can start doing at any time. And that's the beauty of goals. So I feel like there should be more words to describe goals. I mean, there's dreams and visions. And so I'm kind of want to 
I want to break down some of those and talk about some experiences in my life. But I feel like the the thing that's like ingrained in my in my mind is that goals need a plan. Like a goal without a plan will fail. And I heard that on my mission and teaching in the MTC, you know, helping these kids learn Russian. I'm like, okay, let's let's make up a plan, you know, like how many things are you going to memorize? And that's when you set specific goals. Like if you served a mission, they're very goal oriented. It's interesting because the company I work for doesn't set goals. Um, instead, it's more of an intention and a journey, which I, I want to pair the two, you know, because I like hitting check marks. But in their in my company's mind, it's like hitting a checkpoint causes you to slow down because you're stopping and having to reevaluate instead of evaluating the whole time in a process. So I think that's a good way to look at goals because probably most of us set goals for 2023 and how often are we actively like, oh yeah, I wanted to read a book a month. Like for some people that works. For me, I have to be a little unconventional and I don't know, like my goal to run 50 miles, like that was just kind of out of the blue and I it definitely took a lot of planning and research, but it was something I like wanted to do so much. So most goals that I accomplish are things that I like really want to do, you know, and like, I make time for it. So it's like, what are you making time for to accomplish in your life? You know, like my coworker makes time for CrossFit like once, once or even two times a day, you know, just because that is her passion and her goals and healthy living. And it's like, her goals become a way of life, which I think is the ultimate goal is that these goals and routines become your way of life and who you are. But I think there's a whole other aspect too of just like little goals. Like my goal is to read a page a day in a book, you know, like it's so good to start small because then you can springboard with that success into better goals and, and always be evaluating. Maybe you start reading one page a day, but you realize how much you like it. So you start doing two or three pages a day, you know, and then before you know it, you're getting to reading a book a month, but it just like, it's finding books you want to read. And it's, and for things that you don't want to do, it's harder. But like, if you break down a goal you don't want to do and make it into bit-sized pieces, then it becomes so much more manageable. And even like, you can start to find passion in building it. But I think starting where you're naturally drawn toward is a great place to start because then like for me it's like okay I did this race like what else can I accomplish you're in that accomplished mindset but still evaluating I don't know it's hard because once a goal ends some people are like okay what was it for like my little brother would always say like if I went off sugar sugar for 30 days he'd be like like, why are you going off sugar for 30 days? And then at the end of 30 days, you're just going to eat it again. Like, what's the point? So there's that's definitely a huge aspect in goal setting. So keep that in mind. But I saved some quotes that just kind of get us into this mindset of goals. So there's yearly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, life goals. And my cute missionary little brother was asking me, just what are my life goals? And I love just... That's just your mind is so focused on goals on your mission. So it was fun to hear just like, okay, what plans do you have to complete these goals, like specific plans and rank them? Like what's the most important goal? And just like, what are you doing to get married? And how can you stop certain things? Or anyway, so I was evaluating just life goals in general, like God, gospel goals, like spiritual goals daily 
like doing the daily primary answers, reading my scriptures, praying. That's like my life goals to continually be doing those things, going to the temple, you know, making sure I'm doing those. And for that, for that, it's, it's a matter of just allowing yourself to have spiritual experiences. And I think that can motivate you to be like, oh yeah, there's peace when I read the scriptures, you know? So for that goal, it's the why behind it, right? Your motives, but like other goals, like family, starting my own own family, having solid relationships, my health, body, like eating healthy, taking care of my body, friends, fun, working hard, developing my career, and yeah so my brother's like okay like what are your plans to complete those so for like relationships and and life in general like just becoming a better person I have therapy and like maybe getting off my phone like that's a big goal that I'm trying to find more motivation into in it so I think looking at my screen time report and like having to report to someone about that is going to be big be like oh my gosh how much time at the end of my life, have I spent on my phone? Like, I don't want to live that life. Um, like getting a, a yoga pass, um, journaling more, um, asking certain questions. Questions can lead to realizing what your goals actually are. And yeah, like to eat healthier, maybe you just start by asking ChatGPT to plan out meal plan with an ingredient list and you just go pick up those ingredients because if you're not buying bad food then it's easier to not eat bad food or like for me I need to set a goal of stop spending money that has been really hard lately especially fall is fun you want to buy new fall clothes and and stuff like that so there's a broad overview of like okay here's some life goals but like I think even setting a daily goal, like just just to help you feel accomplished. I think we talked about that with Leah on the podcast a few times ago, like waking up and just writing your intuition, your what comes to mind and, and feeling like drawn to accomplishing something because that helps you discover who you are, which is what we talked about in Cooper's episode last week. And part two is coming out next week. So make sure you listen to that because we dive more into identity development and what that looks like. And you, you want to know yourself, obviously, and who you are and what you're capable of, because then it'll motivate you to know your purpose in life and what you could be accomplishing and should be accomplishing and just maximizing your life and making it amazing. I was talking to my coworker today and they just got back from a work trip in Lake Powell. And he, like I was just asking him about it. And he was like, I was just on the boat with his wife and with this like awesome influencer couple. And he was like, we were just listening to music and on the boat. And he was like, I just live for that energy. And he's like, that moment just is like, that's what life's about. And I was like, that is so true. Like being in those moments where you're just so happy to be alive and with people you love and doing things you love and, and just what goals will help you get to those, those places and, and experiences like that. So I have some quotes and things about goals because I feel like it's a good reminder. So your brain without goals will fall on focusing what's wrong, obsessing over people and situations, repeating the past and creating unnecessary stress and anxiety. So when you're not living in a, in a goal-oriented life, which goal-oriented could look different for so many people, then it's easier to do those things. I also saved... So how to set goals you'll actually achieve. So the first point is to be as specific as possible. And that's, I think, numbers are helpful too. It's like grow by this much or gain this 
amount of weight for muscles or I don't know, whatever other specific things you can think of. Second, make your goals achievable. So like breaking them down into smaller goals. Three, be prepared to fail, which is what we'll talk about the whole second half of this podcast. I have some stories about failing and failure is so hard and devastating, but it's part of goals. Like it helps us achieve more. The fourth one is base your affirmations on fact. So just talking to yourself with positive self-talk. Like, I will, I can, I'm willing, I'm ready. And then five, be flexible in how you get there. I think always evaluating your goals. Like, let's say you set a goal to read a book a month for a year. Then you realize that's so much. Then you say, okay, maybe about one book for the year. (laughs) I think that's what mine ended up being. But you could start with like, okay, a book a month is too much, but maybe six books for the year. You know, like just always evaluating it. You don't need to stick with what you first write down. Six, take responsibility. Um, I love just put a chart on your door and just check it off every day. Like, did you say your prayers? Check. You know, some people can talk about the controversy of check boxes and different things, but I 100% believe them. And the seventh thing was focus on what you can control. Let go of things that are out of your control and devote your attention on the things that we can, which keeps us moving instead of getting stuck in a place of frustration. Um, so I think from there, I'll dive into a story and then we'll read a few more quotes. So with the ultra, I, yeah, it just kind of happened for me to want to do it and sign up. And I'm trying to find, like, I read a whole book, like running your first, first ultra. And there was a whole chapter on like, why did you sign up? Like, what was your thinking? What, like, you always have to continue to go back to that why. Like, why are you doing this? You know, because that will keep you motivated and on your schedule. And for me, I just, I love how exciting it is. And like, I love having my stats be like, yeah, she went out and ran 18 miles. And like, every day I was running so much. And and there were definitely times where I, I did fail. I didn't stick to my schedule. There were times where my Achilles was hurt and I had to take two weeks off and and how frustrating that was and, and having to reevaluate my whole schedule and will I make it and how can I make it and I won't get my goal time or even, yeah, two weeks before my race, like I was finishing, this is like the first time I ran 30 miles and I was like so excited to finally hit that threshold and by mile 23, my knee started hurting and I was a little worried and I went slower. I walked. Well, I've been walking a lot the whole time because that's what you do in ultra running for me. But I was like by mile 26, 27, it was so painful to like run. And I just broke down in tears because I was like, I've been training four months. The race is in two weeks, two, three weeks at that time. And my knee is hurt and it hurts to run and I can't run downhill. And that's when I can make up time and be faster. And it even hurt to go uphill and like just different ways. I stretched my knee and like I would start like panicking and and just so sad that like I'd put in all this time and effort. And I at this point, like my knee was hurting so bad. I was like, I don't know if I should even do the race or can do the race. Like I was only at mile like 28 and I'm like, how am I going to make it 50 And I just, yeah, I was just on the trail. It was raining. (laughs) The rain stopped and I was just crying and just so felt so hopeless and felt like a failure, you know, because I was like, I can't even make it to the 30. Like, that's all I wanted just to propel me to be sure I can do 50. Like, I I wish I journaled more about it because I remember 
I wish I remembered how I felt more. I just remember crying and just being so mad that I am injured, you know? And like, I think I was more mad that it was myself. Like I could have prevented it if I had stretched more and if I had paced myself differently and, and there were so many factors. And so I just had to start, like, did I, I called my mom first and she kind of calmed me down. And then I called my boyfriend and, and just talking to them helped me realize like, it's okay, do what I can. Like if it hurts, don't run on it, just walk, you know, like you don't want to hurt it worse and, and listen to your body and, and stuff like that. And, and I, yeah, I, I felt pretty depleted after that, after that run. And, and that was pretty close to the race. So I went to physical therapy just to make sure I could do at least something right. And luckily they were like, yeah, it looks like you'll be okay if you just make sure to do your exercises and stretch. And so I, I kept doing that. Luckily it like was less sore the next few days and ended up being able to do the race and mile 13, my knee started hurting. So I did a few stretches and took some medicine and I was able to make it through my race. I did have to walk a lot more and instead of 15 hours, it took me like 17 hours to do this race. And that was kind of devastating too. And, and it's so ironic that, that, yeah, I just accomplished this amazing goal. Like I have to remind myself that I did that because I was like, dang it. Like I didn't get my goal time or I wasn't even close. And like I started in the dark and I ended in the dark and that was a little depressing for me. And I remember feeling like I had failed and I hated that feeling. I'm like, wait a second, Natalie, like what did I just accomplish? Like I have to just, just take in doing it. Right. And, and some things we do and we fail. And, and for me, yeah, I don't think it was a complete failure, but it, it motivated me to be like, okay, I totally want to do it again. And now I'm going to do it so different, you know, cause now I know I am going to do yoga the whole time or bike. And so my quads are stronger and strengthen my knees more. And I dove into so much research and even besides the failure part, like just researching nutrition plans and researching other training plans. Like as I was preparing for this 50 mile race, like I had my book I was reading to help me get through it. And I don't know how somehow I, I, I just ended up making time for this goal. Right. And I made time to read and I made time to write out my plans and I made time seven, eight hours to go run on a Saturday. Like that was my, that was my life. You know, every day after work I went and ran or if I needed to, I ran in the morning and, and it, it started to become second nature, right? Like it wasn't a question. It's like, I had to go out and get my running goal because if I wanted to race, which I think paying for an expensive race motivates me too, then I had to do it. But I, I definitely had to break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces And I've been trying to use that to help me with other goals in my life and realize like, look back, right? The vision and dreams because there's visions and dreams and goals and plans, right? And they're all kind of up there and you have to kind of find what direction you want to go in and then set specific goals and then make the plans and start just going for them and you will fail I feel like sometimes you should set a goal to fail honestly because that is how you grow the most and it's the worst but it it helps you yeah it just helps you figure out what you're truly meant to do and and I don't know there's it's a heavy subject just because there's so much in life that we want to accomplish but 
sometimes there's so little time or sometimes we spend our time doing something like being on our phones instead of reading, you know, like for me, that's something I fall into is just like I keep doing things and that's just being imperfect. And I think just striving, even if you fail, like, I don't know, just try to have a, a life vision and, and, and just take time to ponder and reflect the direction you're going in your life. And do you like that? And if you want to get married, maybe spend time around married couples a little bit more and, and get a feel for it and ask them their experiences and what helped them when they were single. And and sometimes it, it does fail and it just simply isn't right timing and that's really hard. But there are certain goals for sure. Like maybe it is swipe up on a few guys on mutual and like actually respond and have a conversation because you never know until you try. And that really is just simply said it's true. I'm going to read a few more quotes to wrap up today's chat with Nat on goals. So if your why doesn't connect to your purpose, motivate you to keep going, inspire you when times are hard or drive you to show up, then the goal can easily fall down the chain of priority and end up a distant dream. So yeah, that kind of goes back to like before you start setting goals, like what's your motivation? What's your inspiration? Like for my ultra, I had to continue go back to why am I doing this and and what for and and why and like write that down clear as day and that really helped me be like I'm doing this to prove to myself I can do hard things I'm doing this because I love running and it helps my mind so much you know like remembering those things and like being grounded running in the mountains every day like I reminded myself how much I love it and so now I'm like do I send it for another race like to get myself disciplined going back running every day in the mountains or do I just try to figure out how to make that a part of my life you know every morning I get up and run and it ebbs and flows different things come into our lives but I'm going to keep reading a few more quotes um let's see your goals are the roadmaps that guide you and show you what is possible for your life I love that one. And Pinterest is my favorite thing to look at that. Pinterest is also bad too because then I see all these cute things that I'm like, oh, I want that and I want that. And it's hard when money is not a big, when you don't have a lot of money to spend on all these beautiful things. But you have to evaluate, right? Evaluate your goals and say, okay, I can't go and buy all these expensive things, but like what could I mix and match in my closet to make something new? I don't know. Write your goals down in detail and read your list of goals every day. That is something if you want to hear all about, go to Adam Olpin's episode on the podcast and he is incredible about that and one day I will have that habit. (laughs) Um, So here's just some ideas as you're brainstorming, like what are your goals? Evaluate what you might have already set. What are you working toward right now and, and why? But some other areas you could set goals in are so your career, time right like interests hobbies personal time relationships like how you communicate and quality of your relationships health physical and mental well-being personal development getting to know yourself striving to be a better version of yourself physical environment that one's an interesting one it's like your home it's surrounding city country that could be like maybe voting and doing some service in your community and then money income expenses and savings and yeah these also remind me of the eight dimensions of wellness in Aubrey's episode maybe I'll link those episodes so you can revisit them they were really awesome so yeah there's also the smarter goals specific measurable attainable relevant time-bound evaluative and revisable if you want smarter goals those are the acronym 
writing it down, breaking it down, hold yourself accountable, reward yourself. For me, that works for some people, but I absolutely love rewards. Um, Develop systems and habits, right? That's the biggest thing is when these become part of your life. Um, Here's some prompt journal prompts that I'll read. Excuse me. My my definition of success is blank. What are your top three long-term goals? What are your top five short-term goals? What's a detailed plan to achieve your goals? When was the last time you achieved a goal? How did you do it? And how did you feel afterwards? What's holding you back from your life dream? What motivates you to go after your goals? Is recognition necessary to feel accomplished? For me, that is like the key. (laughs) I, I love validation. I love recognition. And I obviously know like when it comes from myself, that is the best I could do. But I am all about like people noticing. And I mean, maybe that's why sometimes we do the things we do. And that's why we post on Instagram sometimes is for that feedback and validation and when you post that you went on a 20 mile run, yeah, awesome. And it's great when other people can celebrate with you. And I think it's awesome to celebrate others in their goals. And that's that's what we need. We need that support. Kimberly's episode talked a lot about that if you want to listen to that. Um, what are your values? What is important to you? Is your environment nurturing or harming your goals? So who are you surrounding yourself with? If you want to start being a, a 5 a.m. gym goer, like, become best friends with a 5 a.m. goer who's already doing it and then like you become who you spend your time with so go find Carly Kramer because she's uh, amazing and just so amazing at her goals and her discipline she also has an episode on the podcast you can go listen to and learn about it we talk about the 5 a.m. club which is a whole another topic for another day which I absolutely love okay so those are all my all my quotes about goals and to conclude slow down. (laughs) That's what my mom tells me every day. Slow down. And for me, it starts with journaling. And that's what Leah talked about in her episode. And just going back to what, what is your, your biological intelligence spirit telling you to do, you know, because that's tapping into your potential and, and in a spiritual sense, your God given purpose in life, like God knows what you're capable of and he knows your potential And he will totally help you get there and maximize your efforts. And I think it's so beautiful how we become and learn and grow and and reflect. Change happens in reflection. So start there. Start with like what was the last goal you accomplished? Why? How'd you get there? What did you do to make it happen? And then where do you want, where do you see your life going in the next few months? We have a few months left of 2023. How are you going to fill your time? What are you going to do? You could also make a list of like what habits do you want to break and then that will help you realize what goals you should be setting to to break those habits and and replace them with new ones. Atomic Habits is a book I haven't read yet, but I'm sure it, it would be a great asset. Anyways, I hope you all have a great week and yeah, I, I'm like, I love you <laughs> because I love people. I love everyone who comes on my podcast and it's so much fun to just ramble off to you. So thank you again for listening. I hope something in today's episode stood out to you. My uplifting takeaway is to look at the goals I set in January and reevaluate and see if there's goals I want to continue to do. And um, even my work was like, okay, in the last, in the next six months for, before the year ends, what's a bucket list item you guys want to do? And I like pulled up my bucket list and I'm like, what's something feasible in the next like six months? And for me, it's paragliding or hang gliding. So 
if anyone wants to go that is my goal before and I got to do it like now before it snows so let me know and we're gonna go experience that so spread the light light the passion have a great week guys see ya